0: Hi, I'm Kyra Carlin, and I'm so excited that you decided to sit in with us on Be You Unapologetically podcast. This podcast for me is the thing that created my life. I have been living my life behind closed doors, feeling like I had to show up for everybody else. It wasn't until I decided to show up for me unapologetically that I started living my life. I'm on a mission to help women find who they are and love themselves every single day to show up as them. I want you to be you unapologetically. So stay tuned for the rants, the raves, and the side notes of all the things that I have going on in my life to help show you what's possible for you. I want you to be you unapologetically. Ah, Okay. So we are doing our very first episode where we're actually interviewing somebody and I'm pretty excited about it. So you all know that I like Love Instagram. I love to find all the people, people who love to motivate and inspire people. So whenever I saw Michael's story, I was like, "Oh, okay, cool. Like he's got a good story." But I think y'all are gonna be like pretty blown away at like how much story he has that goes along with what he is doing. Um, I don't know if y'all have seen his like his story or anything on his Instagram. We will tag his Instagram in the description and the highlights, so you guys can go ahead and click through and watch his journey but he is a retired veteran, correct?
1: Um, actually not retired, but I am oh. a veteran, yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Well, see, I'm like hot mess friends, you all used to it. So um, he is actually walking across America right now for homeless vets to raise money for them and is bringing awareness. But the coolest part is he is literally documenting every single day, every single story that he comes upon. And I have seen a lot of people or a lot of different stories about walking across America, but I had never really understood the preface behind it. So I was just super, like, I just love your story and I want people to hear more of it because I feel like there's a lot more to it than just, Hey, I'm going to walk across America. So one of the things that really made me be like, okay, I want to know more about you was whenever the post that you made that was talking about like, You know, I had a job, too. Like, I had things I had to do. So if you don't mind me asking, like, what was it? Like, what were you doing before this? Like, if people have no idea who you are, kind of give us your backstory of, like, you know, you didn't just wake up one day and start walking, you know? So how did it come about? Like, what brought you here?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, in some ways it so before I was doing, uh, I was working in LA as an actor for the last six years. Um, when I got out of the Marine Corps, I started studying communications and kinesiology to become a physical therapist and doing film, television, and mostly commercials. And it's a it's a very intense industry. You know, a lot of hustle and grind and just pounding the pavement and and. And just going for it every day, a lot of rejection, a lot of, just a lot of a mm-hmm. nine, ten times more no's than guesses. And I remember I was going out for one job where I connected with the executive producer who was basically like the boss, the person who decides whether someone's going to get hired or not. And uh, we, we were both veterans. And we like really means it's down to you and maybe one or two other people. So I was like, great! I'm gonna get this. I'm probably gonna get this job because we've got the whole veteran thing going on, and it was just a great audition. Right. And so I was down in San Diego actually, because that's where the job was gonna be shooting. And I was doing um every once in a while, I would do some handyman work with uh, a couple of friends of mine down there, um which was it, it wasn't that often. Pretty much survived off acting for less years but it, it was a nice little bring in a couple extra dollars and so i i called uh, one of the producers and i'm like hey just wanted to check and see what's going on and they were like oh my gosh so sorry they were going with someone else and i was like no big deal it happens all the time you get put on hold you get released like it's just part of the part of the flow but on that one i was just like what am i doing and i'd been feeling this way for a while like what what am i actually doing like out here like uh, what <laughs> Because my whole thing with acting was I was like, okay, I'm going to do acting. I'm going to make a bunch of money. And then I'm going to donate it to, uh, I'm going to, you know, help homeless people. I'm going to help people who are hungry. I'm going to like, that was my whole thing. I was like, I'm going to make a bunch of money and I'm going to give it away. And like, you know, and, and go do some cool things in, right. the, in the meantime, <laughs> but mostly help other people. So I was just like, what am I doing? And who, I was like, barely making enough money to survive. Like I'm not you know, I'm not and, and the thing is is like I was considered doing well because I was actually making enough money to survive off acting. Um so I was like, oh you're doing pretty good at like barely surviving. It's like okay like
0: that doesn't make like when does it change? Stuff. When do we go from surviving to thriving? What
1: really, yeah. Oh, it's my internet.
0: Exactly.
1: And so, and like I said, I was down at my friend's house. I went and did a little bit of work. I worked for like three or four hours that day. I don't remember what I was doing. I was probably painting something. Um, And I left the job site and I was heading back to my friend's house. And I heard this song on the radio and it reminded me of my brother who passed away in 2017, who was a Navy veteran, who was also, who who was pretty close to homelessness himself. And I was just like, it just like hit me like a ton of bricks and then i started thinking about my dad who passed away in 2014 and i started thinking about my other brother was helping to take care of who was also a navy veteran i really bad at ptsd and i went back to my friend's house and i was like um so i'm gonna walk across america guys and then they were like what What?" and I i was like all right so i I think I called my mom either that afternoon or the afternoon and I was like, so I'm leaving in three weeks to walk across America. Um, I should be back by like Thanksgiving. (laughs) That was what happened.
0: How, like, how did you legitimately go from like, cause we will have, I call heart ties, like things that bring back memories or they really like, they put, they tug at your heartstrings where it's like this means something i have to do something how did that go from like a song and like ideas to the answer being walking across america as in like you know how did it how did it not be a fundraiser or how did it not be an event like what made you decide that you know what i'm going to do is walk across america like how did that come about well,
1: you know I've always wanted to do a long walk and I've always wanted to do something like that. And I always had the excuse of, oh, well, I'm helping my mom out or "Oh, I have this acting career. Like what if tomorrow was my next big break? Like what if tomorrow was I get the movie that I was always supposed to get and I'm just like, and then I make all this money and then I get to help all these people or, you know, what?" I need to help my brother. And it's like, I, I was just making all these excuses about what if, what if, what if, and well, I can't because, and I can't because, and I can't because I've got this going on and I've got that going on. And I've got a career and I've got a job and I've worked so hard to get where I am, to meet these people and to do all these things. And I was just like, so what, who cares? It doesn't matter. It will be here tomorrow. Hopefully it will be, you know, and I'm like, what I'm like, what what my heart wants to do and what I need to do is, I need to go go on this walk um, because one, it will actually. What I love. I always work to inspire and lead from the front and like push myself so other people can see like I can do it too. And I'm like, what other? What's the best way to do that? I'm like, walking across America will be difficult. It'll be extreme. It will push me. And it will hopefully inspire others to know that they can do things that are difficult, whether it's walking across America or whether it's, you know, deciding to do 10 um, pushups every day to improve their, their life or eat health food or we don't break a college class or anything right. um, connection bad like, are we good okay
0: yeah no you're good it's it is my internet i am so sorry
1: i don't know nothing to be sorry about i'm i'm in the middle of nowhere okay bad well,
0: internet, well so. it is <laughs> it is so bad but it's still recording so we're good and we can yeah. just sneak that piece together it's not a big deal um, one of the other questions that I had that was like, so the one of the other reasons why I love your story, and this is not necessarily a shameless plug at all, but more of like, so as a Beachbody coach, um, I kind of go along the same lines, but kind of not. And I think one of my, I don't think it's nearly as honorable, but I also have this feeling of like, Your story is your story. There is nothing that's better or worse than yours. Like your trauma is your trauma, no matter how hard someone else's trauma is. So just because my trauma may not seem as significant as other people, it's still very hard in my life. So it's still very important. Um, I grew up plus size, like my entire life. And my best friend was a coach and she's teeny tiny. She decided to start her journey. And I was just like, well, good for you. You're already a size two. And so she did her first challenge and she lost like seven pounds and I was instantly bitter. Like I was mad that she took the initiative of doing something that could better her life. And I know that happens to people when they want more, but they're not willing to put forth the effort. So I just was like, fine. Like I kind of gave in out of spite, like fine, I'll do it. And I'll show you that this doesn't work. Like, I'll show you that I'm the exception. And my first round of our program, I lost 13 pounds. And then super long story short, um, a year and a half later, I competed in a figure competition because I was kind of like, why not? So I went from a size 19 to a size two in 18 months. And it was literally the whole preface behind it was just kind of like, why not do it? Like, if I can, why won't I? And it's truly changed. Like, it's changed my life. It's changed my family's life. I've built an entire business from it. And my job is to literally inspire people to say yes to things they think they can't do. Like, just to tell them to take that first step. My job is literally just to be like, here just just try and see if you can do this and I really think that's why I connected so much with your story because I've like I said I've seen other people walk across America like for you know there's hundreds of different anybody can I could walk across America for anything and I, I will say it's not necessarily your cause I don't have a ton of Relatability to that but once again your story is your story your reasons why you do something are yours and they're important because you believe in them um, but the reason I loved what you're what you are doing is because it just shows It doesn't matter what you're working towards. You just have to start you can't let All the reasons why you can't do something be the reasons you don't start but just to say yes to it in general so one of my personal questions is did you have a lot of feedback like so when you're growing when you're wanting to do something good when you're wanting to better your life or people's lives around you you i know a lot of people and me included negative feedback of why you can't why you shouldn't how it won't work did you have that or did you have a lot of support like what was the kind of camaraderie around you starting
1: um i had a lot of support uh actually uh, and I I think my support comes from one I was in the Marine Corps and I was successful there and I did well and I've always sort of decided that if I'm gonna do something then I, I just go do it you know and I don't it's what I call owning your gangster and I don't don't I I really don't care what everybody else says about it And so when I say, hey, I'm going to walk across America, I don't say, I don't frame it in a way of like being a question or what do you think about this or I'm unsure. I say, oh, I'm walking across America. This is me letting you know. This isn't me asking you. This isn't me seeing if it's okay with you because it doesn't matter what you think. I'm letting you know. Now, if you have some advice or a tip, like that's great. I'd love to hear it. And I've gotten some great advice and tips from people, but uh, it's never formed in like, so I'm walking across America, um, you know, like maybe what do you think about that? You know, yeah. the only person I really asked what the, how they felt about it was my mother. And it wasn't in a way of like, I'm not going to do it. It was like, are you okay? Because I was helping her out. And what can I do to make sure that you feel okay? Because I'm doing this and I am leaving in three weeks. So like, what do we need to do to get you where you're feeling the most comfortable? you know, but it's, it was never a, and so I think when, when we come at it from a place of knowing that this is what we're doing in confidence, does that mean that no one is going to step forth and say, you can't do it? No, people are going to say whatever they want to say, but if you have that confidence, then people are going to have that confidence in you.
0: I freaking love that. Like, (laughs) I love that so much. It very much ties into like, exactly like you said, as long as you're not prefacing it as a question, you're not asking for an answer. So if it's like, Hey, this is what I'm doing. It's just like, I hope you're okay with it because I'm already okay with it. I'm already on board and whether you like it or not, I'm just running with it. I think that's awesome. What has been like, what has been your hardest time so far?
1: The hardest time was at if like three days in. because I started with this huge pack I was like I'm going to walk I'm going to I'm marine I can walk with a pack like no big deal <laughs> um, I hurt my foot and 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 I and I was like I've walked with heavy weights on my back for long distances and when I felt this pain in my foot the next morning I was like oh my god I have a stress fracture what am I going to do? Like, am I going to go find a hotel to post up somewhere for a few weeks? Am I going to find a campsite? Do I fly home and then fly back and then continue the walk? Like, what do I, it, it wasn't like, oh, I can never do this. It was like, what am I going to do while my foot heals so I can finish, you know? But that was just, that was probably the period um, moment. That and one night I was camping at like midnight and I heard just like howling and I would have sworn it was a wolf. I've been told there's no wolves in the area, but I was like, well, it wasn't a dog. It wasn't a coyote. So. Like choices are limited after that.
0: Do you would just always like, do you just always camp? Like, is that, or you just kind of play it by ear? Um, I know that you've had a lot of people like just donate and be like, hey, well, I say a lot, but I mean, I don't actually know a lot. But people who are like, hey, you can stay here or whatever, has it been what do you think your journey would be like if you didn't have social media for staying places? Does that make sense? Oh.
1: Yeah, I mean, if I didn't have social media, I think it would be a lot of, like, camping on the side of the road, which some people do, even with social media, some people are camping on the side of the road a lot more. Uh, I've been really fortunate in having people take me and family, friends, people on social media. Um, I've stayed at fire departments. I've stayed at at a jail one night. They were super helpful, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. and I've camped on the side of the road and I've camped at campsites like I I've stayed just about the only place I haven't stayed yet is a church which I'm sure will happen at some point. Yeah, got
0: um, a long ways to go. So I'm yeah. thinking that that's definitely a possibility.
1: Yeah, but I I've, I've had I've just been really fortunate and and I've gotten a couple of hotels. Um I've gotten an Airbnb before or two Airbnbs. Um so it's it's really just a mishmash. But yeah, without social media, this would be a whole different journey. I don't even know what this journey would be, honestly.
0: I'd like think that is the most powerful thing for this whole thing is um, I know that social media personally gets like, doesn't get as much glory as I actually feel like it deserves because You know, if you look for the bad in things, you'll see the bad in things. But if you don't look for the good, you're never going to notice how great it is. I mean, for me personally, how many times have you seen somebody walking alongside the road and you don't even think twice about it? Like, you know what I mean? Or when you're stopped at an intersection and you see somebody there and you see a sign and you can, in your heart, want to believe, right? But I think that our world is just driven around scarcity, right? always be in the mindset that you're being taken advantage of or be in the mindset of something bad's going to happen when in reality it should be the exact opposite. Like you never know what someone is going through or what they are doing and to be in that situation. So I think having social media with your journey specifically, it makes it, it brings light to like maybe those people that you've seen alongside the road or doing whatever are doing exactly what you're doing, Michael, but no one knows about it. Right.
1: Yeah. It's crazy
0: okay. Have you had a lot of like veterans or current active status duty military? what's your feedback been from them?
1: Oh, it's fantastic they love it um veterans veterans I've been out for almost ten years, and what I've always found is that always want to help other veterans and active duty wants to help like it it's a very close knit thing like I might I'm Marine, so I might, you know, poke fun at Navy, Air Force, Army, you know, and they'll poke fun at me and we, you know, we poke fun at each other, but when it comes down to it, we all view each other as being in it together and, are, and want to help each other and don't want to see, um, you know, our brothers and sisters suffering and going through a hard time. Like we want to help them out and, and do whatever we can to help them live the best life possible. Um, So it's, I've had just an overwhelming amount of support from other veterans that I've found.
0: What is the best way for us to, like, if we want to help support awareness or, because, you know, sometimes people can be like, oh, here is a sandwich, which obviously is always welcomed and thankful. What is the best way to support you? Like, what is the best thing that we can do as a community to be like, hey, I am behind your cause, I want to help you what is the best thing that we can do to help you?
1: So to help me specifically would probably be go to onyourgangster.com, which, is, which will have links to all of my social media as well as my GoFundMe and um, clothing line um, where while I'm on the walk, all 100% of the proceeds will go to homeless veterans. That's um, amazing. Um, and then when I'm done with the walk, It's not that I'll start taking a portion of the money. It's just that half the money will go to veterans, half the money will go to another homeless organization because I only want to help homeless veterans. I want to help all homeless people. Um, So doing that I think is the biggest thing. I read a great article that was like just giving a homeless person a home is like makes them, you know, I don't know, we'll say three times more likely to stop using if they're using um, help give them a sense of identity, helps them feel like a person again, gives them a chance to shower, to get cleaned up, to not have to stand on the side of the road and ask for money all the time. Um, and it also actually costs less because there's so much money spent on policing and and, and everything else that goes with uh, taking care of people who are homeless, that if they just had a home, it would it would actually cost us less. Uh, so if you wanna help me, go to the GoFundMe or you can buy Own Your Gangster Shirt. Um, if you want to help homeless people in general, then, you know, go to the food bank, go donate money, see what homeless organizations are around you that you can donate to. There's home, there's, home, there's if you just want to help homeless veterans, there's homeless veteran organizations in pretty much every major city. Um, there, there is a lot that can be done to open our eyes. I personally um, carry around dollar bills with me and I don't, and everybody doesn't have to do that, but I carry around dollar bills with me and I, and I, when I see homeless people, I give them a dollar or two um, because it's like, yeah, maybe they're buying, going to go buy cigarettes. Maybe they're going to go buy booze. Maybe they're going to go buy anything else. I I don't know.
0: It's not your business to know,
1: right? Yeah, it's not my business to know. But what I do know, especially having walked across, you know, being a person walking across America and wondering where I'm going to sleep at night and wondering where I'm going to use the bathroom, is that if you want to use the bathroom in this country, you have to be a customer. And if you don't have money, you can't be a customer. And so... When you're out there all day, and it's just like you're just you just sometimes you just want to wash it. You just want to use a restroom and wash your hands. And I am fortunate having money where I can go into the store and do that, but not everybody is. And some carry around dollar bills to give to homeless people that I see. You know, because I'm like, maybe this will give them the opportunity to at least go wash their hands and buy a bottle of water, buy a sandwich, buy something. buy, You know, yeah, it's not, make them feel like. A little bit more like they're a person and like somebody cares
0: i kind of think it's a pride thing like as well like it kind of gives them some pride as in not accepting the dollar that's the pride thing but being able to spend money um i think that's something that a lot of us take for granted because you know most of the time you have your stuff budgeted out or whatever you would want to say and you always know that if you had to or you wanted to spend money you could and i think some people don't put themselves in the shoes of like what if you legitimately had no money like how would that make you feel as a person I mean I understand I, I don't understand but I can think of being homeless would be something that I can't even wrap my brain around but turning it around to like what if you had nothing how would you feel if someone just gave you the smallest thing I know I before this journey specifically of like what I I call a self-love journey It doesn't matter physically or anything. It all is what's going on up here that makes a difference in your life around you. Um, Before this, I would have never thought twice about that, and now I'm just like what we call our mean girl, and it's that voice that's in your head. And when you don't have anything positive coming in, it's super fucking. Oh, oops, super freaking loud. (laughs) Edit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um so that's actually one of my next questions is so we actually talk about that a lot so I host monthly boot camps and my job is basically I am a coach but my job is to be your cheerleader like sister get okay. out of, get out of your head quit telling yourself those lies um and we call her our mean girl because like I said if you're not putting positivity into your life you're not it's not going to just pop up you have to yeah. input it in your life in order to output it um so that do you like listen or read personal development at all?
1: Uh, it's, it's, sorry, can you say that one more time, the question?
0: Do you read or listen to personal development at all?
1: Oh, absolutely. And I have for years. Um, what I listen to, I, I, so a couple of my favorite things. One is a, a poem called Desiderata by Max Ehrman. Um, and it was funny because we were talking earlier about comparing. And one of the lines in the poem is do not compare yourself with others. Or you will become uh, vain. No, do not compare yourself with others for always. Th- no, do not compare yourself with others for always. There will do not compare yourself with. Oh my gosh, this is double. <laughs> I had it earlier. I was just like, do not compare yourself with others, or you will become vain and bitter for always. There will be greater and lesser persons than yourself. Um, so can
0: I... I get a witness? <laughs> <laughs> yeah like I have goosebumps <laughs> because that is 1000% what I run my business and my lifestyle with is teaching women. So I do gear with women cause I can relate to them and get inside that mean girl state. So many people get consumed with how everybody else is living. They legitimately forget who they even are or what they're pushing for. Because I can think of for this journey, for you, like, if you were worried about what everybody else and their dog was thinking or doing with what you are doing, can you imagine how different your journey would be?
1: It would be impossible. <laughs> it, would, it would be all-consuming, and it is all-consuming. And and people get way you know, and I people get way too caught up that that again, what own your gangster is about is do not get caught up in what everybody else thinks and what that critic, that mean girl in your head is telling you, and what the world thinks you should be doing. If, if your parents say you should be a doctor, but you feel like you should be a dancer, well, guess what, honey, you should go be a dancer, you know? Um, and and so that's one thing And listen to. Another thing I really like is Marianne Wilson. Um, I can't remember the name of the poem, but, you know, she says it's, it's not our, our, um, it's our light that we're afraid of, our power, you know? And when we live, when we allow our light to shine, we, we unknowingly allow others lights to shine.
0: yeah be the light you don't know that maybe you do I just created a clothing line um, specifically for my podcast through like, my brand is what I want to call it and this is the one I created this week
1: that's wonderful I love that be the light yeah and I think that's
0: you saying that makes me want to cry it's like I think people don't understand that it's not a me thing it's a we thing like everybody has that everybody has that critic that thing that they think they can't do and they think their story doesn't matter and they think that they won't be the one to make a difference but it's like i like to think of mother teresa is like she was one person why can't that one person be you like why can't your story your light your passion be the thing that changes the world and that's truly the reason i wanted to interview you because i'm like I need other people to see his story. I need him like own your gangster. I love that. I love that that's your brand. I love that that's your motto and genuinely is like, don't give two X about what anybody else is doing because it's you and it's your story and it's your light that needs to shine. So yeah, yeah. I love that. Good God is this good. I'm so thankful I asked you for this interview.
1: Oh my, it's wonderful.
0: Um. Uh, well, I mean, it's hard to top that, but if you were like in five years from now, how do you see yourself from this?
1: It's so interesting because this journey has already been so much more than I ever thought it would be and has just become something. So it's like, there's a part of me that's like, has wants to have an idea of what's going to happen. But there's a part of me that's like, you have no idea where you going to go. But what I would like to see is um, myself doing more walks, honestly, because I, I I love to walk because you know, and it, I love to walk. I love to help, um, and I think that's inspiring. So I'd like to do more rigorous walks and more rigorous things, just so people can continue to see, like, do the thing that's hard. You can do it. Go for it. You know, it's like I walked forty. Well, the longest I've walked today is forty-seven miles, but I walked forty-six. And uh, one day, and one of the messages on Instagram was like, you know, it's not, a you're, you're not competing with anybody. Slow down. It's, you know, enjoy the journey or whatever. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, I appreciate that. But one, this is my journey. So I am on my journey. I'm enjoying it. And two, I don't push myself. And if I don't, show that you can do this difficult thing and that i can do this difficult thing how am i ever going to tell anybody else like you can put yourself farther than you ever thought so i want to continue doing that i want to have an organization where i'm i don't know where maybe we're building tiny homes like they are in kansas city for homeless veterans or for homeless people um we feeding fam- families um doing um self-help uh um oh gosh uh motivational speaking. Um, maybe I love acting. So I'd love to get back into, you know, doing some more, you know, doing some more acting and, and being a place where it's like, I am making enough money with acting where I can be like, cool, I'm going to take this money and I'm going to go do, you know, build, you know, 10 homes for people with it. Um, and just continue to help as many people as I can help as many people have homes, help as many people see themselves, love themselves, know that they're worth it. Listen to the dull and ignorant for they too have their stories, you know, everybody that everybody has their story. And so I just want to help people to continue to see themselves.
0: I, I love that so much. One of the kind of the flip side to that. um, I just had a podcast that was talking about this, the five year mark. And I actually did it the opposite way instead of like, so how do you see yourself in five years? Because very similar to your journey that you're on right now, I feel like that with mine, um, I expected this to be around my five year mark. And I'm like, well, we reached it really fast. So it looks like I better up my game. And then it's scary because it's like, well, but I thought this was going to take me a long time and we're already here. So then I turned it around into, okay, in five years from now, when I look back at this moment, am I going to say I slowed myself down because I knew that I was going so fast or am I going to be able to be like, you are here because you didn't slow down. So sometimes in those times when you're really like, I don't like in awe of what you're doing or kind of, I mean, honestly fearful of like, what's next? Like, what am I going to do? So many times we will self-sabotage ourselves and pump the brakes because we know that we can handle 65. But if you're going at 70 and you're just, you never been 70 and you're just kind of unsure, you'll find yourself always going back towards 65 because you know, you can do that. And I want to think about in five years from now, when I look back, I want to know that my foot was down to the bottom of the gas and it never left. So I think of that on a daily, like, am I going to look back and think you totally were pumping the brakes or am I going to go balls to the wall and see what happens if I don't quit? And I think for yours, like when it's your dream, it's your journey, but I totally foresee what you are doing being so much bigger than I think you would ever expect for one, because you have such a good story. You have a good heart and a good idea of what you want. Um, and not only that, but the determination and the drive right now to be successful instead of waiting until success comes towards you. Like, no, you're running full force towards it or walking full force towards it because that's what you want and what you deserve. I, I see you organizing walks for people because what if, what if 100 people cross the finish line of that? like the feeling of watching 100 people do that versus you doing it 100 times is like mind-blowing. And I know I say that, I've never walked across America, but with my business of doing, I know I can do these push ups and cookies. I know I can, that's not a problem. But seeing other people do it who thought they couldn't do it, no money could ever pay me enough to, to have that feeling of seeing other people try harder. Um, so that's a lot of wind talking, but I want to tell you that I love that you want more. Like, I love that this is not you pumping the brakes on
1: oh, your, no. No, no. I'm, we're getting started.
0: <laughs> I love it. Okay. One more time. If people are wanting to help you out and they are wanting to do all the things, where is the best ways to reach you on social media and your website? What are the best plugs for you?
1: Yeah. So. All of my social media and everything is Michael Gamer, which is M I C H A E L G M U R. But go to ownyourgangster.com, you'll find high links to all of my social media, to my GoFundMe for homeless veterans, and to the clothing line where all the proceeds go to homeless veterans as long as I'm walking.
0: So as long as you're walking, 100% of all of the stuff that they buy just goes straight to the organization.
1: Yeah. And then I when I'm done, go to homeless people other homeless people as well right.
0: okay that's perfect thank you so much michael i appreciate your time literally um, i cannot wait to post this on social media thank you yeah that Hi friends and thank you for listening to Be You Unapologetically podcast. Today's episode is actually a special episode of I interviewed somebody that I had found on the internet. He is walking across America to raise money for homeless veterans. And I have seen a lot. A lot of people, you know, do different things for different causes, but this was the first time that a story really stuck out with me. Um, He walked through my hometown, the town that I live in, and my neighboring towns. We live right off of the interstate, and it just kind of was like... Sometimes you see people do extraordinary things and you think there's no way I possibly could. But seeing him walk through my hometown, interact with people, and then continue to watch him on his journey through social media, it was one of those moments where I just want to be able to interview him. So I had my very first interview episode on BU Unapologetically. And I will tell you, it's a hot mess, but friends, I mean, if you've made it this far, you already know that's how we do it around here. There is no apologizing. There is no second chances. I did not edit it at all. Um, I will give you a little preface that I have country internet. It cut out two or three times, but I promise, I promise, I promise you, if you can make it through the first five minutes of the glitches, it is worth all 40 minutes of your time I hope you do me a favor and go follow him Michael Gemur I have everything tagged in the highlights Um, his Instagram handle is at Michael Gemur M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-M-U-R he is following. I mean, he is documenting everything on his social media through Instagram, through his stories. He has all the highlight reels. He has amazing IGTVs, but more than anything, I hope you tune into this podcast and listen to his reasoning, his why, and what are the great things that he is going to accomplish. So without further ado, stay tuned for the BU Unapologetically very first interviewing podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening to Be You Unapologetically podcast. I would appreciate it if you could subscribe and maybe give me a rating for what you love about this podcast. I appreciate all the reviews and your love and support means more to me than you will ever know.